Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in quarantine in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and please, everybody, say hello to your friends and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD, what you got? Ah, oh, man, hanging in there. I mean, you know, things are good other than, you know, stuck in my house. There's no Rangers. I'm using construction paper to wipe my ass. I mean, what? you know, other than that, you know, everything's fine. Oh, buddy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, and we know we expect thousands online tonight listening to us, Kevin. <laughs> Everyone better be listening tonight because I know you guys have nothing else going on. There's no excuses. You better be home. <laughs> if I'm staying home with my family... Everybody else is doing the same. <laughs> Everybody's got Go Rangers Radio fired up. It's Wednesday, March 18th. We are uh, about, what? So what's the math? Seven days since uh, March 11th, the last game. Rangers haven't scored a goal since. <laughs> <laughs> Their last game was a week ago today. Incredible, man. Yep. Feels oh. like It feels like a month ago. It's unbelievable. Well, look, before we get into the... Uh, the Corona misery here tonight on Go Rangers Radio. We just want to wish everybody the best, uh, all our listeners, all your friends, family members. Uh, hope everybody's healthy and and uh, just, um, you know, do what you can. Kind of stay away from everybody. I'm staying away from KD. I actually, you know, I've been staying away from Kevin every week when we do the show. <laughs> Make sure he's in his studio and I'm in mine. So, you know, that's the way we do it around here at Go Rangers Radio. So, Kevin... I don't know. Where do you want to start, buddy? Um, let's just have some fun here tonight. I have no notes. I have the topics that you want to go through. Um, we'll talk about, you know, uh, what we can here and and just general, uh, you know, two guys just having a discussion here with uh, our favorite hockey team and our favorite sport, uh, along with everything else that we love to, to go out and do is, is, is shut down. Here we are, buddy. Yeah, I think that, you know, the best thing that we could do for everybody is is – talk hockey is is to have fun do what we normally do i mean we don't have to go over everything that's going on you know in the world right now everybody knows that everybody's following it and you know i think you know for our show i think we we need to be uh you know a distraction um you know get your mind off of everything that's going on and and some people are you know in good situations others aren't um so you know i think that we just want to be here to to give a little bit of a distraction here, talk about the Rangers, have a couple of laughs. And like I said, sort of get everyone's mind off of what's going on out there and, uh, you know, settle in and, and enjoy yourself for an hour or so. So, you know, I, I think that that's, that that's what I like to focus on tonight, Paulie. How about you? Good stuff, buddy. Well, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Um, we had our little show there. Well, well actually, Paul, you know, what? talking about rewinding, I think the only person, you know, who's probably happy, <laughs> 
about the coronavirus taking over is you because, you know, there's no sort of pomp and circumstance on this show about Kako scoring those two goals in Dallas well, and about how he was going to take off your guy who you <laughs> criticized, who you said, there's no way he's turning it around. And he's guy, not. Guy drops, guy drops two on your face. Did he score in Colorado? <laughs> Let me look at well, the Well, he can't score sheet. every game. <laughs> well, there's been quite a few that he hasn't scored in, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but anyway, we had the show uh, the Monday of last week because obviously we weren't going to get the show in because uh, uh, the last game obviously was against the Rat Abs and, and Rotto. And, and sure enough, I have my usual music gig on Tuesday night, so I didn't get to watch the game. And, and sure enough, I see that the Rangers are up for nothing, and then I see everybody starting to kind of jump in and bust chops that uh, uh, Kako had two goals, which I couldn't <laughs> believe. Uh, and Chesty was actually playing pretty well. I'm pretty sure I called him out in that devil game too. So, uh, hey, good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was shocked. I'm sure everybody else was shocked that he scored. <laughs> what do you think of the game? Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I, I hate even that we're going over the games right now because it is so depressing where, what else we you got? know, no, I know. And, and, you know, actually the saddest part of it all is, you know, that Colorado game, just to even get past the Dallas game, you know, just that lasting sort of memory right now of that Buchnevich goal and those guys like celebrating. I mean, they were celebrating like they had just won, like it was an overtime goal in game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, every one of them, like, you know, almost jumped through the roof. Um, you know, it was, it was insane. It was such like a great moment. And I, I just felt like the players, like at that moment felt like, you know what, something special is happening here. And, you know, for it to be sort of taken away and, you know, look, we don't know what's going to happen with the season at this point. Um, you know, we don't know if they're going to come back or not. It sounds as though this, this virus thing could be going on until, you know, July or, you know, hopefully it'll happen 2023. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> but you know, before, you know, life sort of gets back to normal and we start thinking about, you know, what we're doing, you know, NHL wise, you know, it, it's, it's sort of sad that that was taken away because you really did at that moment. And look, they ended up losing in overtime, but you know, it, you could, you almost saw it on the players faces and just in their reaction to that goal. I, I think in that moment, they're like, something you know big is happening here um so you know for that to be the lasting moment it, it's sort of bittersweet because it was such a great moment to sort of end it on and, and again they did end up losing but just to have that as the sort of lasting memory is great but you know you you do wonder and if we don't get started again where this team you know would end up because you know i gotta tell you paulie you know, I wonder if the, you know, the hockey gods were sort of conspiring against this team. I mean, this team was on this major run, car accident. You know, they signed Kreider, and you're all excited for the stretch run, breaks his foot. But you know what? We kept winning, and now the hockey guards send up, send down the coronavirus to end the season. I just think, you know, they were against us. That is incredibly selfish <laughs> of you. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> But look, look at what happened, right? Car accidents, broken feet, and pandemics. The hockey gods sent us a pandemic just so the Rangers couldn't win the cup this year. And that, that's what we're up against. <laughs> Only us Ranger fans, man. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I watched. I'm so glad. I hope everybody else did too, man. I mean, you bring up a great point. The, uh, the tying goal 
was fantastic. I mean, and now in hindsight, thank I'm so glad I watched the game until the end. You're not not thinking it was going to be the last game of the season or the last game, for, <laughs> you know, the next six years. Um, but um, no, nah, it, it was. I mean, look at everything. Zabanjay gets his 41st goal. Um, you know, Foxy puts in 34th. 33rd and 34th point that game. I mean, I, you know, it didn't even uh, – yeah, I was I was kind of rip-roaring man when they lost, but at the same time it was like the point – just getting the point was awesome, and, and you're right. And the, the way they celebrated, uh, the way they pushed, the way they were playing, uh, it was all good stuff, and it was great to see. And it's and that's um, that, that was the MO of the team all year. I mean, this team just never gave up. They were always big in the third period. Um, they always came at you hard to the to the final. Not every game, KD. Hey, Hold on, on now, Mister Happy Pants. Under under the coach who probably would have won the the Jack Adams. <laughs> oh come on, man! Now you're getting crazy. <laughs> How many white claws are you into right now? I, I am in a, I am into a couple tonight, but you know, <laughs> look, I've been with my family, and my kids for like three three days at home. You know, I mean. You can't blame it. It's man. day three. Was it day three? Oh, <laughs> you know, buddy. oh my God. Buckle you know what? Up, buddy. I, I work from home. I'm, I'm climbing the walls already. <laughs> man, this oh, is rough. Man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, look, uh, it's it's been great, man. Uh, you know, the Dallas one was awesome. And like I said, so much for the, the, the Colorado loss. It was okay. But yeah, the guys were playing great. And like I said, we were sitting back. We were talking about the last show too. We we're kind of, you know, hanging out here in house money, and and along with all the fa- the fans and and everybody that's been hanging out and listening to the show. And, and we can't thank you guys enough. And, and we hope you guys are still listening. And we'll continue to listen. We'll keep trying to going forward here and continue to have some fun. I th- KD, I think we might have to get some phone calls going in here maybe uh, next couple of weeks and kind of mix it up. And they might be like nine one one calls. <laughs> that's right. Please, God, save me from my family or from, yeah, exactly. you know, whatever it is. Yeah, no, it's going to be Rangers Rant Radio. Come on in. We're, we may have to come up with some type of, like, uh, NHL, like, 20 Xbox, like, championship or something, like, tournament, like, you know, somehow, like, put it on Twitch or something, you know. Unreal. I mean, what do we do? Uh, but yeah, so here we are, man. This is it. Uh, everybody's uh, heading back home. Uh, I seen a couple of players just uh, kind of went, and, and then just as a, you know, what what can we do, Katie? So we got to focus on what we know and love. So the, the Rangers, they, they got to go. Uh, K. Andre Miller gets signed. <laughs> what the timing for that poor kid too, right now. Goodness, um, you know that's great stuff for the Rangers. Obviously, him turning pro, and um, and now the league has to figure out what to do along with everybody else and stuff. I mean, it's on a, on the big, on the big picture here, excuse me, everybody. Um, it's, 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 it's small, but you know, as, as fans, as, as, as we, if we just kind of go through the process of doing the show right now and just kind of talking as fans and not being selfish to the, to the, obviously the, uh, the big picture here that everybody's being affected by, but the game here now is, is all something we're kind of, we've been through a, um, a strike season. We've been through uh, what was it, 2004, 2005. There was no games. We've been through the you know the '95 season when they had the short lockout. We had the lockout there, you know, not too long ago too. I can't remember what the last one was, um, but you know, we the the thing about now is is we really don't know when they're ever going to come back and how they could make this happen. I mean, all the different things that you hear. So we're all in this. We're on this. You know, we're we're hopeful. We're wishing. But man, it's it's weird to be in a situation, Katie. Not only as a hockey fan, but just in general, not knowing when this thing is gonna end. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're in sort of unprecedented times here. Um, and and I, I think that the NHL, I think it would be good for them to get a little sort of creative here because of everything that, you know, um, you know, we're going to be going through over the next couple of months, whether it's dealing with the virus itself, dealing with the economic fallout of it or whatever it is. I mean, look, there's going to be hard times on a lot of people. And, you know, when, when this stuff happens, we usually look to sports. I mean, you saw what happened after 9-11 with the Piazza home run and, and the Yankees World Series um, that year, which was phenomenal. And you know, just to get our minds off of everything, you know, that, that's going on. And I, I, I think it would be a great thing for the NHL if they can, if, if nothing else, you know, to put together some type of playoff, even tournament. And I've seen a, a bunch of these things out there. And, and look, if you want to put an asterisk, next to it or, or whatever you want to do. I, I, I just think it's something that, you know, we'll all need um, when, you know, we're all ready to sort of get back to normal. You know, we're going to need that. We're going to need some type of NHL fix, you know, everybody, you know, a sport fix. You know, I'd love to see the NBA do it. Um, or, you know, obviously baseball can just get back into their season however they want to do it. But I wouldn't mind. I mean, I see again. We've seen a number of proposals, you know, out there. I wouldn't mind just seeing them go right into like a tournament bracket. Maybe do a couple of exhibition games, and just get into it again. You know, look, it goes against everything we've known in the history of the NHL, and a lot of traditionalists will hate it and whatnot. And again, if somebody wants to put, you know, an asterisk next to it, I, I don't care. Um, I just think we would at that point, you know, if it is. You know, not into if we're waiting until July or whatever it is, I, I think we're going to need something. We're going to need something to get us sort of, you know, back in the arenas, back in a good mood, back, you know, get the economy going, get, you know, whatever it is to sort of stimulate, you know, ourselves sort of emotionally, financially, whatever, whatever it is. I think putting that type of tournament together would be amazing. I mean, look, get a one through, you know, 30. How many teams are third in the league these days? 32, 30, whatever it is. Um, you know, get them all in there. Um, and, and however you have to set it up to make the first round, you know, of, uh, you know, the lower seeded teams, a, a single game elimination, and then you fill in the bracket from there. Um, and I'm sure everybody's seen the brackets that, that have been on Twitter and making their way around social media. I think that would be phenomenal. I think it would be great for everyone's sort of psyche, um, and, and get everyone in a good mood cheering, you know, hockey, I don't want to wait until September, you know, to get, you know, go through training camp again and just get the next season going. I don't want to see it. Put a tournament together, get everyone excited, and let's get going. That's a good idea. I honestly don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I hate to be the uh, the naysayer. I believe ultimately. Paulie, we're supposed to be positive. I'm just kidding. No, I mean. Well, this is kind. Of, this is the crazy kind of thing. I mean, I mean, look, whatever you think, I think, twenty other people think different other opinions and everything. Yep. I mean, I think with, you know, from a business standpoint, from a record standpoint, from a fair advantage standpoint, if if they can't get this thing going, you know, uh, you know, with a little bit of the regular season left, and then an opportunity to to get the season done at least in some normal structure as they would in terms of normal playoffs things. I mean, you know, uh, whether it's shorten the, the season a little bit. I mean, obviously shorten the season, but, you know, maybe shorten the playoff rounds in the first two rounds or whatever. But I think if they can't get it in 
in a normal structure. I don't think the tournament stuff, which is all, I think, for fanfare, I, I'm, I'm right with you 100%. You know, I mean, hopefully that's what happens. Ha- hopefully that is the good problem to have where they've got a, you know, everybody's got the green light, everybody's good to go back to normal life, and they put this thing together and they say, all right, we'll, 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 we'll put a tournament, we'll have something go on. But I think if they get to a certain point, and unfortunately, I think this thing is, I don't think anybody has I, any idea, but I think this thing is going to go longer. Uh, and I feel that they're probably just going to end up shutting down the season. And if you shut down the season and you close it, and then you just, it is what it is. It's a, it was a pandemic. It was a world health issue. There's nothing you can do about it. Nobody gets to win the championship. Nobody gets to, you know, get first place. Nobody, it just ends as it is. And it's just, just a clean slate going next year. And I think because nobody gets an advantage or disadvantage of it, unfortunately, yeah, you didn't get through your full season. You didn't see what the full potential is. We don't know who's going to win the cup. But it is what it is. And you get a clean slate and you start the next year. And there's nothing you can do about it because, I, I you know, you're talking about uh, every, it's it's affected. Everything's concerts being pushed. Around. The scheduling, um, you know, we don't even know how many people, you know, in these in the jobs who who are gonna make you know as far as you know being healthy and everything this is so unknown and I think that's what's so damn frustrating about this for all of us we're all in the same boat it doesn't matter like see myself with my music business and everything else we're we're rescheduling gigs right now we're canceling gigs we don't know when's the confidence going to be back for anybody to to buy a ticket to anything let alone a hockey game you know. I mean, everybody's chomping at the bit right now. Everybody's never been through this before, especially on an extended thing. We're all watching to to see what the our government does right now. Number one, and we're all looking to keep our family safe. Number you know, number one, even further than that. So, um, you know, we could just ramble on and on and on about this. But as far as any way they come back with it, that's great, Kevin. I think any kind of tournament would be awesome. But I think legitimately, as far as businesses, the record book, everything else, I think if they can't squeeze it in enough uh, prior to, you know, getting into a, a new season starting next year, I think they just scrap it all. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, you know, before they even think about doing that, you have to see, you know, where this virus is and, and, and everything else you just mentioned, obviously. And if, if we're not looking, if, you know, it's not safe for the government or the health departments or whatever, just like, look, we can't take that chance. Obviously, yeah, we're, we're going to wait until um, – we're, we all feel good and confident about coming back and doing that. You know, I, obviously I'm just getting over excited about it and <laughs> wanting to, to get something like that. Cause I really do think it would be just such a great thing. Like I said, for us, uh, you know, emotionally get some positive, even if they had to do it in empty arenas and, and that would be, you know, a, a weird sight and maybe they have to pump in sound or fans just to, to make it sound, <laughs> you know, normal on TV, but you know, You've just been to busy. watch. You've been busy writing all this down, haven't you? <laughs> I have. No, I, you know, I, I've had so much time, you know, I, and, you know, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough, uh, you know, to, to, you know, for the most part, be at home, um, you know, with my family, which is <laughs> good and bad. Um, but, um, you know, so I've had a lot of time to think, you know, I'm not at work. So um, and and, you know, I, I think that it's needed. I think this stuff, like I said before, if they can somehow figure a way to do it. And safety comes first. I mean, these guys all have families and, and the last thing you want is for them, you know, to, you know, you see this thing going away and then you start doing these things and people start getting, you know, infected again, which would be the worst thing. And then it sort of comes back. So obviously you have to, 
it has to be in a position where where safety comes first. But you know, we if we can get it going, just to you know get everybody in a good frame of mind, because I think that a lot of people are you know in a bad spot with this. Like I said, whether it's you know economically, a lot of people losing their jobs, um, you know, sick people getting ill. Um, obviously people dying from it and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's a, a tough time. And like I said, we do not everybody, but we do, we look, we look to sports entertainment, you know, to get our minds off of this kind of thing. Um, and, and, uh, you know, if they could somehow get it in, I, I, I think it would be a great thing. Uh, because to be honest, I'm getting sick of, uh, turning to white claw. Um, I'd rather be, <laughs> I'd rather be, don't to the say ring. that, man. We need them as sponsors next year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'd, I'd rather do both. I'd like to turn to both, um, you know, and, and get something, uh, you know, like that going, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, this getting this taken care of and everybody staying home and I do encourage everybody to look, stay home. It's, it's not fun. It, it could get a little boring, a little tedious or whatever it is, but please stay home and, and, uh, you know, do the right thing. And, and look, you know, Paulie, we're in our 40s. We're pro- if we get this thing, we're probably going to be okay. But, you know, you're staying home for, Buddy, you know. I'm 50. Uh, I'm doomed. Actually, you know what? We better worry. <laughs> you know what? Everybody stay home for Paulie. But, <laughs> but, you know, look, we're staying home. We're staying home to make sure, you know, our parents are okay. Those with autoimmune uh, diseases are okay. So we're all trying to do our part. I, I know that that's what I told my kids. You know, they're all complaining, like, can I have a play date or, you know, whatever. I said, look, we're all doing our part as, you know, Americans, as humans, um, you know, for, for everybody else, you know, that the, the, our older generation is now turning to us to do the right thing. And look, sit at home, sit on your couch, rent a movie, Netflix and chill, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's not that difficult. You- at least it's until you can keep paying the monthly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's right. And look, and, and again, it's, you know, it, that's easier said than done. Like I said, a lot of people are unfortunately losing their jobs and hopefully our government's going to do the right thing and pass some stimulus money. I saw some things were, were getting voted on tonight, so that'll be a good thing um, as well. But again, I think that's where the sports come in. And if we can get something done, whether it's with crowds, without crowds, I, I think it would be a good thing for everybody. Either that or full biochemical suit knock hockey championships whatever works man actually you know what i saw a lot of range of fans were interested because in the last i think it was the colorado game and during between periods they were showing that ping pong match between kako and heedle yes i mean if we can get more of that you know that that may be enough paulie that may be enough for all of us i mean we could we could get some uh, gambling going on it <laughs> we get everything so uh but whatever it is, I, I think I just need I think I just need some new sports. However, it is whether it's ping pong between Heedle and Kako, or an NHL they're tournament not style the playoff. Same, they're not allowed in the same room. The cameraman can't be in there. Forget it, man. It's done. Full chemical yeah, right. suits, or that's it. Well, look, I yeah. tell you what, man. Let's um let's talk some range of hockey right here. I think I got a couple of things where we can kind of. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use your uh, you know your amazing talents, your skills, your knowledge of the team, and uh, oh God. let's have a little fun here. But first, Uh-oh. your take on uh, Cam getting signed, K. Andre Miller, and, and that signing and his decision to choose to become pro, and we won't see it obviously for quite some time. But if he was to come, do you think Quinn would have put him in? Maybe sooner than later, after a couple of games down in Hartford, do you, you think we might have seen him sooner or later, or you think he would have 
possibly waited until next year. Just get, get your take on the, the signing and whether or not Quinn would have put him in. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look, that that's a personal decision for Conjay Miller. I really didn't follow him um, at Wisconsin, I'm going to be honest. So I, I can't tell you whether I thought he was ready to take the next step or not. Um, but I think the Rangers plan likely, and I mentioned this during the last show, I, just the way the Rangers have been handling their young guys, I think he would have headed to Hartford first, um, gotten him some games down there, see what they had in him. And if he dominated, I, I think he would have been up. I, I think they had the spot available there. Sure, they had Brendan Smith playing. He was playing okay, I guess. But definitely didn't have sort of a stranglehold on that position. Um, so the, I, to me, there was an opening there. So if he impressed, I, I, I think he would have been up. Um, and and I look, you probably would have played him with, with a Truba, um, put him with a veteran. And, and, and I think it, it could have been potentially a nice mix, like, I don't know what would have happened, but you know it would have been it would have been fun to see. But I think just looking at the way the Rangers handled the young guys this year, I I, I don't see that there would have been any way that he would have went directly to the big club at all. Um, it would have been a, a look a, a a big spot or a tough spot for him to go into, you know, because the Rangers obviously would have been fighting for a playoff spot. And you know, look, you would have hoped you get sort of catch lightning in the bottle and. And, and he sort of acclimated himself the way Fox did this year, the way Kreider did when he came out of college and went right into the playoffs that year. Um, and, and it would have just sort of added to the to the drama and, and, and the sort of feel-good story that this Ranger team was, was becoming this year. So um, it would have been... <laughs> It would have been fun to see as a lot of other things we were sort of looking forward to in this last month. But, um, you know, I, I for me, I, I think they would have sent them down to Hartford first and, and then taken it from there. So if he gets uh, let's again, let's let's pretend here he gets about five, six games <laughs> and Q, and coach Q brings him up. Where would you put him? And who would, would you put send him down? And who, who would you who would you bench? No, it would have been I would have put him on the left side of Truba and um, Smith. Smith would have come out of the lineup. I mean, you know, the other guys, I, I don't, obviously you're not taking uh, Lindgren out of the lineup. I think Stahl had been good enough. And look, I mean, obviously Stahl, uh, they sent him to the press box. When was that? In December, I think, for a couple of games. But, you know, after that, I, I think he had been solid. So it seems as though Quinn liked the Stahl-D'Angelo um, match, and I don't think uh, pairing. And I don't think that they were going to switch up Lingren and Fox. So I, I would say the only position really would be put him with Truba. And that's a good spot. You bring in a rookie who is obviously going to be playing his first ever NHL games. And, and you put him with that veteran presence. And I, I, I think it would have been a good a good mix. Excellent. Well done, KD. That's what I wanted from you, buddy. You like that? And I knew you, you like could that? deliver. Excellent. Man, even, even with like four or five white clothes in me, I still got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine white claws, you and me, Paulie, go I'm trying to, We're doing all right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sanitize myself with all this alcohol, Paulie. <laughs> all right, do so what I can. Why don't we do this? Um, let's do it. Let's run through the lineup real quick, and let's do it as uh, the season. Obviously, let's say it's ended right now, and uh, let's do a little grading. Do you want to do uh, uh, one through five? Or do you want to do an ABCD rating? I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you the player. We don't have to uh, you know elaborate too much on the individual. Maybe one or two of the the big standouts. But uh, I'm gonna throw you the name and, and you give me. You want a grade or you want to do uh, a number? 
I like the grades. I think the grades are better than the numbers. Okay. I like drop. I like dropping an F on somebody. You know. Wow. <laughs> 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 well, all right. Who do I start with? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ryan McStrom. Let's start with Ryan. A quadruple plus. Woohoo! <laughs> no. You um, I I think yeah, that's right. No, I think you you got to give him a B plus. I think that uh, he's. Uh, given us a lot more offensively than we ever could have expected from him. And I know a lot of people will point to, you know, the Strom haters will point to that he was on a line with Panarin. But look, not everybody can play with a superstar player. And, uh, you know, he showed he was up to the task. And, and look, the guy had 59 points, you know, this year, just under 60, probably would have gotten, you know, over 70 points this year, which is, just a phenomenal season from him. Um, the reason why, you know, I keep him from getting into that sort of A territory is because he had issues taking penalties all year. I mean, just dumb, stupid penalties he's all year. He's off the ice right now. Seriously, I, I know. He's, <laughs> he's like in his basement playing with his kids. I don't even know if he has kids. But he's like hooking them. He's playing like, you know, knock hockey with his kids and he's tripping them when, when they're playing. But uh, but yeah, I gotta give him a B plus. He, I, I think he, despite the the penalty issues, I, I thought he really had a, a sort of breakout season for him. And uh, you know, I, I I like to see him come back next year. Definitely not a long term deal, short term deal. If you know, he's still a restricted free agent, so they could bring him back on another one year contract, which would be great. Um, I'd be all for that. I would absolutely be against a long-term deal for him. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I love the season he had. Um, it, the team really likes him, too. He seems like one of those real sort of good team guy, good locker room guy to have as well. Um, so I, I'd like to have him around for a couple more seasons. I don't want to have him around for eight more seasons or seven more seasons. But, um, you know, I, I definitely give him a B plus. All right. Ryan Strong gets a B plus. Good stuff. All right. Brendan Lemieux. Um, I, I love Lemieux. I really do. I like what he brings to the table. Um, that sort of grit, but also has some offensive talent, but I, I feel like he had a down year. I feel like I was expecting a little bit more from him this year. He did get injured and, and he, he came back from that injury. Just, I don't know if it was his hand was still hurting him or whatever it was, but he was having trouble. He had, he had a nice game. I it was in the Dallas game. One of the last couple of games, he had a, a nice game. Um, I think it was in Dallas. But still, I, I would give him a B minus. I was he, a little underwhelming for me this year. I was expecting him to take a maybe a, a bigger step forward this year. A, a little bit more of an agitator out there. And, and you know, I think I always hold everybody to that sort of when you're in that position to that sort of Sean Avery sort of standard. And you know, he felt you know. To me, well below that this year, um, so um, I give him a B minus. All right, I like it. And I'll I'll say this: that Brendan is definitely going to have to work his tail off in training camp next year for a spot. Yeah, I agree. That's... I agree. I again, I, I like him on paper. You know what he should be bringing to the table. Great I just kid, don't great know. personality. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think he brought it enough this year. I would have liked to have seen a lot more from him. All right. Um, Philip Heatel, Mr. Heatel. He uh, started off down in the farm system and came up. And um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm going 
I'm, I'm in this B area. I'm it's pretty right, boring. I, I pretty, think that might be the here. that might be the uh, the trend here. You know. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him a B right in the middle. I, I really like. I, I see a, like a great future for him. I think he was a bit invisible at times this year, but you know he's a 20 year old player. I mean that that stuff's gonna happen. He's trying to figure out the league. You know, he started he started the year going down to Asia, and I love how he handled it. You know, he, he we saw how um, uh, other players were, were dealing with that. Obviously, Kratzoff, um, you know, and and um, Anderson, how how they were dealing with sort of demotions this year, and and for Hedo to go down there, look himself in the mirror, just absolutely kill it down in the AHL, and and then end up coming back up. Uh, you know, really impressed me this year. Um, you know, he put up 23 points. You know, it would obviously would have been close to 30 this year, which is a ton of points for a you know a 20 year old center. Um, so I'm excited for his future. I, I and I, I give him a B. I'm, like I said, if if they do end up not signing Strom or only sign him for another year or so, I'm more than confident with Heedle, um picking up the slack and, and sliding into that second line position um, ultimately down the road. Yeah, I think he's another guy too. He's just—he's going to have to find the net a lot more. He's yeah, just—you know—he's just—you know—we've—we've we've talked about these guys as far as um, support players and stuff, and I think that's going to be something down the road. I mean, again, great kid—you um, know—shows great signs of talent here and there, but um, definitely going to need him to to kind of pop some more in there and be a more. Oh, of an effective, oh yeah, uh, he yeah he's a support player this year, but he he needs to turn into a player that you're counting on every yes. every night to score. Yeah, absolutely. He's. And, he still has to take that step back. Yeah, for sure. Definitely has the potential, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Mr. Faust, Mr. Jesper Faust, number seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to give him an A. Woo! He, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, and I, I don't think he deserves to be it's your homie. That's on, who he is. Yeah, I, <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be on a line with Panarin, but he pulled it off, you know, and and you know he brings. You know that defensive responsibility to that line. He's he's like a chameleon out there. You could put him on any line, and he's going to succeed. You know, you put him on the fourth line, and he'll take on that that defensive responsibility there and go against the other team's number one line and 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 help shut them down. Or put him on a line with Panarin, and he'll start scoring some goals. Um, so you know, he is really you know such a invaluable player, and he's one of those guys that you absolutely 100% need to have on a team that's contending for a cup. He's a glue guy that every Stanley Cup winning team has on their roster. So, and he just brings it every night and I love having him around and I, and, and he's another guy that they need to be resigning. The fact that they did trade him at the deadline, which I thought maybe they would, um, the fact that they didn't trade him makes me think that they are going to bring him back. And once this team is contending for a cup in whatever it is, two or three years, he's going to be a big part of that. Again, whether that's on the fourth line or the first line, he's going to be in the mix. I like it. I like it. He's, um, he's just been a, you know, a, a, a guy that you just, you know, you always, you get surprised from him. And I like getting surprised from him. And, and like I said, he's been, and, and any. Pretty much any task that uh, Quinn is, is thrown at him, he's pretty much uh, he's worked damn hard to to come through on it. So uh, good call there on the A. I agree with you there. I'm not probably not going to agree with you too much, but and maybe not on this <laughs> next guy. But uh, the 19 year old, Mr. Capo Caco, 
Number 24, number one in my heart. How about you, KD? <laughs> uh, this is tough. This Woo! is tough. I mean, I mean, if you're grading him on the season, uh, do we need to you're go gonna further have... down the alphabet? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going further down the alphabet. Um, you're gonna have to give him a C, and and that's and I'm being nice. You are being nice. Um, <laughs> that's because he's a nice kid, right? Yeah, exactly. See, look, he's he's young. He's still learning. But um, trust me, the expectations for him this year um, were big. I mean, I definitely look, I wasn't expecting like 30 goals from him this year. Um, but you, you did expect a little bit more. And, you know, I mean, look, those two goals in the last game actually helped him out because he did end up with 14 goals, which isn't terrible. Um, you know, 23 points. Um, but, you know, he was just way too invisible. Um at times this year, he, 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 you just expected more, you know, from a skill perspective from him. He has that big body. I, I thought he'd be a little bit more physical out there as well. And, uh, you know, he was lacking in a lot of areas out there. He's another guy who's going to have to, you know, go home, get himself in better shape. Um, the first, get the first round draft pick pass is over next year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, man. man. <laughs> he, I'm just hopeful that this is just look a, a huge learning experience for him. Again, he's super young. He'll go home, you know. Look, if it's now until September, whatever ends up happening, you know, he works on. It, says, look, I need to, you know, get in the gym and, and work out more. I got to, you know work on my skating or whatever it is he feels as though he needs to do. Cause I'm sure going through the season, he's saying to himself, wow, I just can't keep up um, skating wise, or I can't keep up physically or whatever it is. Um, hopefully he does the right thing, goes home, gets whatever trainer he needs to work with and, and, and comes into training camp where everybody's like, wow, he's faster this year. He's stronger this year. He, you know, he's smarter this year. So, um, I think that will happen, and I have no concerns about him whatsoever going forward. But if we're just sort of looking at this year specifically, I mean, I don't know how you can get above a C again. I th- and I think I'm above a C, and again, I, I think I'm being very kind. Well, you are a kind fella. It's all good, KD. <laughs> Look, I mean, this is if this is the 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 team, the state of the team, the organization, the rebuild, and everything for a kid like this to kind of. You know, hang on for the ride, and he better take all that experience, everything you just said, and next year, hopefully it's, it's uh, you know, capo, kick-ass caco next year, and, and that's the kind of guy that comes back and he takes all this experience. I, I You know, he's, he's a smart kid. He, he's good. You know, he's got it. He hasn't been able to produce, and like I said, I think under any other situation, he probably wouldn't get a sniff, um, but he was, you know, top-rated, came in, top-draft picked, obviously, and, and, you know, he hasn't, you know, I think, you know, Kako has survived on this team because this team has survived. And I am sure, we don't know, but I'm sure, uh, you know, in the locker room, uh, on the bench, the reason that that kid is still on that bench and is still playing is because he's obviously earned his stripes amongst his teammates even before his coach. So I have to believe, um, you know, the, the core of this this kid is, is good, and that's why he's on this team because he didn't end up like, you know, uh, Anderson – 
you know, going back, uh, you know, to Sweden and everything else. So I'd have to say it's very promising for this kid, and I'm sure he's not going to waste this year. So C is good, and uh, I think uh, next year he'll he'll bump that up big time for next year. Where where, where does he fall on the uh, Paulie grading scale? I'm I'm interested to see where you put him. Well, I could be funny about this. I could be <laughs> I could be mean about this. Or yeah, be could, honest or about you, it. Well, I think I, I was just honest. honest. I, I think I just was very honest about the kid. I want to hear a grade, though. I want to hear a grade, though. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll stay safe with the C. I'm not going to be nasty. I'm not going to be oh, nasty. I'm not, I can't. I've been nasty that's enough. Th- that's There's no point. And then that's these tough times, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> we have to rise above. We, we all got to stand together. <laughs> I get it. I'm pulling for the kid primarily because I I really don't want to have to change the intro next year to the show, you know, because then it's going to cost me money and you know he's got he's got to do well. He's got to make the team next year. All right. Um, all right, the beginning of the season, we obviously had a laugh. Buddy, only because of what's going on, I, I would have had the jersey to you, but uh, McKeg, your boy McKeg. <laughs> I don't know. Um, actually, the last month or so, I, I he's been great. He's popped in some goals and brought in a little bit more. I mean, from what you really expected from him this year, I mean, B minus. You know, I, I really didn't expect much. He ended up with nine points, five goals. You know, I, I I didn't know if he'd get nine minutes this year. So um, for him to get, you know, that, he sort of stabilized that fourth line once Anderson went out. They sort of gave him that that's, uh, fourth line center position. I thought he was real good uh, the last month or so. And the big reason that this team, for me, started to turn it around was that they figured out the fourth line. It wasn't, you know, Smith and Haley and Anderson. Um, they brought in guys that can actually play hockey and, and you put a fourth line together, um, with a guy like McKeg or Lemieux or Howden, I mean, that's much better. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give, I'll give him a B minus. I was uh, pleasantly surprised with what he was able to bring, uh, you know, to the team and, and, um, and solidify that fourth line. And, and again, he's sort of a guy who's sort of been around the AHL. He would have helped if he would have stayed in Hartford too. He would have been a good guy to have down there as well, but yeah, B minus. Love my McKeg guy, even though I'm not getting his jersey apparently. But you know, still love that name. One of the great NA, one of the one of the great names in NHL history. Absolutely good stuff. I tell you what, for the sake of time and games played, and um, obviously uh, the guys, uh, we'll 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 pass on Giuseppe right now. Obviously, uh, the kid did pretty good for us. We'll also pass on on Gautier right now too. Um, obviously, you know, uh, you know, joining the team, all good stuff. But in, instead of just going into those guys, uh, Haley uh, and Howden will also pass on too. That all right with you? You got any any quick notes about any of those four guys? I thought Howden, similar to the Mew, was a little disappointing this year for me. I, I was hoping for a little bit more from him. I thought he got. I think fans were a little tough on him, but I I need to see more from him going forward. All right. That's quickly, nice that's very nice of you. And I, and I'm a Howden guy. I'm usually defending him, but he was disappointing this year. All right, Howden about that, folks. That's what Katie there you thinks. Go. All right, all right. Let's get <laughs> uh, finish up the forwards here. The big guys here, obviously, uh, Pavel Snucci, Bucci's Bushnevich. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, let's go with an A minus there. All right. Uh, I I thought he really had 
a great year this year. I, I, he had trouble scoring earlier in the year, and I know fans were down on him a bit um, that he was underachieving. But, you know, he was still driving play and still had the opportunities, just wasn't able to score. And uh, once he was finally able to sort of shooting percentage caught up to, you know, his game, you know, we saw, you know, his true talent there. And he was one of the, he's been one of the best players over the last month or so. Um, so I, I give him, what did I say? A minus? Is that what I said? Yes, first? I wrote it down. Okay. A minus. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I forgot what I said. I'm keeping um, records of all this. Goodness gracious, this oh, white yeah. claw hit you. Exactly. That's um, why I just... <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, again, he's a guy I know they were mentioning, not they, but you know, rumors around trade deadline time was that he could be potentially somebody that the Rangers were trading, which, you know, I had said a number of times on this show, that would have been absolutely counterproductive and ridiculous to what the Rangers were trying to do. A young guy who's on the verge of, of scoring, you know, 55 to 60 points this year, you're going to trade that that's obscene. So, you know, I liked what I've seen from him, um, especially after he cross checked Marchand in the back, which was phenomenal as well. I mean, that, that deserves like a, a six year contract. He's developing into a, a good Ranger, man. I he mean, is. he's six, three, he's a big boy. He doesn't mind going to the net. And I think he's just going to get better and better on this team. I- I'm with you. I'm a Snoochie Boochies fan, and I don't want to see him going anywhere. And I think he's just going to get better. And I think the Rangers will be rewarded heavily, uh, you know, in in the future as far as, you know, some other pieces of the puzzle coming in here and some, uh, you know, some uh, free agents and stuff like that. Because even if Pavel eventually maybe he drops down to a second and third line guy, that, that's just a that's great presence, great size, and, you know, he's getting better. Yeah, and, and the knock on him was that he was soft. I'm going to tell you, no, the not. last two months, he was far from being soft. Came back from the car accident too, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he and, and he was playing tough in the corners, taking hits to make a play. And uh, I saw a number of, of Ranger fans who were normally critical of Vucinevich turn, uh, you know, come around on him the last month or so. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I, and I don't think that that game that he's displayed the last couple of months has always been there. It's not like, I think that, uh, some Ranger fans were wrong, um, in criticizing him over the last couple of years. Um, I, I think he's taken his game to the next level, um, which has in turn, um, gotten some fans who normally criticize him to, 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 you know, get behind him and, and become big fans of his good stuff. We welcome Snoochie back. Big time next year, no doubt about it. Mr. Chris Kreider, Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Uh, <laughs> soft Ankles. But, uh, you know, that was the other tease, too, there. Uh, you know, practice before the Colorado game there last week was seeing that kid on the ice, man. And, uh, that That's just great stuff, man. So just the fact that he was uh, jumping on there and, and giving it a go. So who knows if he could have came back for us here and, and helped us with the playoff stretch. But talk a little bit about CK, bud. Yeah, I mean, he had a sort of tale of two seasons. I mean, he really struggled early on in the year, um, wasn't scoring, um, taking penalties, just just not enough, you know, for a veteran guy you were counting on. And then, you know, in December, sort of when the team um, started to turn it around overall, he was sort of the catalyst of it. And, and you know, up with Panarin and Zabinijad, you know, he was as good as it got on, on the team and, 
And I love that they ended up bringing him back. He's a guy you want to have around. He's been there. Obviously, he's been through the 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 wars of the postseason, um, through the Rangers' run over the decade of success that they had, and as, is going to be a great sort of veteran when this team does take that next step. So, um, and 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 he showed that, and he showed that over the last you know three months or so. Um, and, and I'm going to have to give him again. He, he didn't have, you know, it wasn't a great year from start to finish. Again, it was sort of a tale of two seasons where he did struggle early on. So I'll give him a B plus, you know, on the season, it would have been a lot worse. I mean, his, his, his beginning of the season was tough and it was similar to the Zuccarello season where I'm assuming, um, the free agency was weighing on him, whether or not he was going to be traded. I mean, that's tough. I mean, I say it all the time on here. These guys are people too. Um, and that kind of thing affects them. Um, so uh, whether it's the Rangers gave him the same talk that they gave the Zuccarello or whatever it was, and he was sort of at peace at, at where he was and that the Rangers were going to ultimately sign him. He really turned around and he, and he turned into the player, um, that we all had hoped because, I always felt feel with Kreider, you're always waiting for him to take that next step to that sort of elite level, and he just he just never gets there. He he gets right to that point, and then he falls back down. But it, over the last three months, he had become that elite power forward that we all were hoping he would come, where he is dominating games um, in front of the net, um, scoring goals. Um, and he's and he's obviously a big veteran presence um, in the locker room on the bench, and uh, so I give him a B plus, and and hopefully that wasn't just for the contract, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't uh, uh, go back to his ways where you know you, he you sort of end up scratching your head um, at him at times. But I one thing you- that he, I was going to say one thing that he is though he's a money player come postseason, and uh, I. I I think that this team is going to be in the postseason a lot over the next, you know, five years. So it's good to have him back. Yeah. Hey, look, any doubts that I might have had of uh, CK when I saw him on the ice uh, the day of the Colorado game after, the, you know, him getting his ankle busted up to me, it's like, that's heart and soul, man. Because he could. He could have definitely just punched out, you know, done his rehab and taken his time. But the fact that he was on the ice trying to get back into the roster, that's huge for me. That's big stuff. All right, two of the big guys, obviously, uh, Panarin here and Zabanajad. I mean, both of them collectively have just been absolutely incredible this year. Um, so take it away, KD, and, and, and just maybe just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they've just, it's all on paper, you know. It, they've, it's, it's all on the ice, and then the two guys off the ice are just super personalities and super people. But um, it's been a long time since we've seen this. But, you know, every, now, every few years the Rangers do get a dynamic duo, or at least two guys that are, you know, always carrying the team. We can rail off a whole bunch of different names, different years, different decades, but we're very lucky to be able to watch these two guys play uh, in their old ages of, uh, you know, 26 26 and 27 years old. Yeah, we've seen enough big-time free agent busts come around here uh, to know how special it is, to how special of a season it was to watch Panarin um, come in here and, and do what he did and, you know, embrace this team, embrace the rebuild, embrace the city, um, the fan base and, and everything that comes along. So not only was it, you know, him scoring um, and everything he did on the ice, it's all the stuff off the ice. And, you know, he's become such a like a lovable guy. Even now, um, 
you know, as the season ended, you see him posting stuff on social media where he's building birdhouses and fixing his fences. And, you know, it's just, it's just, so, I just sit there and laugh at it. It's just amazing stuff. It's so funny. Um, so he's just, um, in, in less than a season, obviously, um, he's just become this, this, uh, fan favorite. Um, obviously the scoring helps and, and the sort of, uh, points he's putting up. I mean, the guy is 95 points and <laughs> 95 points in 69 games. I mean, that's just outrageous. And and he put himself obviously in in the uh, Hart Trophy uh, conversation. Um, if the Rangers would have made the playoffs, I, I think he would have won it easily. Um, so you know, obviously a plus for him. And then uh, Zabinijad, I mean, goodness gracious, what an amazing trade that turns out to be. Zabinijad for Broussard, and I know a lot of us hated to see Broussard go at the time. Um, but I know initially, while it was difficult to see a guy like Broussard, who was a fan favorite and, and was money in the postseason for us go, I think a lot of us saw that that's a smart move. A guy, you know, who's probably peaked already and is is on the downside of his career, um, being able to trade him for a guy who's on the upswing um, and and, and um, has unlimited potential. And and now he's living up to that. I mean, goodness, he has seventy five points in fifty seven games. I mean, he missed twelve games, so he would have been right up there with Panarin point wise, close to that you know, 85, you know, 90 point spot. And he, again, another guy who took his game, you know, to the next level, he is becoming an elite player in the NHL. If he hasn't already with what he's been doing over the last couple of months um, or or this entire season. Um, So again, an A plus for him as well. Um, He's become a leader, I think on the team as well. I, I had issues in the beginning of the year of him potentially being a captain. I think with Kreider around, I think Kreider should get to see um, over Zabinijad. That's just me. Um, but, you know, he has become, you know, a leader, a veteran leader on this team. Um, I love watching him. He just has a smile on his face all the time. He just has fun out there. And uh, he's a guy who can, I mean, it was ridiculous the amount of goals he was scoring at the end of the year. It was a five-goal game. And then comes back and scores again the next time. I mean, just unbelievable stuff and uh you know just going over all this stuff it's depressing me paul it it really (laughs) is because it's such like you know i'm going over all these great moments this year that all these guys you know turn their you know seasons around their careers around and and we're going into the home stretch man it really this man it could have really turned into something special stanley cop maybe not but um you know i just the way this team was going, I'm going to be honest, if it would have played out, I would have been shocked if this team didn't make the playoffs. See, with everything that happened, the Kreider injury, the car accident, um, and, and everything else, um, the tough start to the year, I still would have been shocked if this team wasn't um, one of the eight teams um, to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference at the end of 82 games because of just, just the way things were going. Again, that moment, where they where Buchnevich scored that game to tie it up in Colorado and you just saw it on those guys' faces. They knew it. They knew they had something special. They knew something great was happening just in the way they celebrated. Um and, and this is depressing me, Paul. I wish you didn't bring this up. I would have rather we ended the show a half hour ago. I, I was I was depressed before oh, we come started on, this. You're doing so days. good, man. You're doing great. I'm just kidding. Um, but you, though, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it does it it's it's 
you know, and everyone, and I've been excited all year, and now, Paul, you have been too, about this rebuild and where, where this franchise is going and, and just rattling off this stuff about the season. I mean, um, well, buckle up, buddy. We, we still got yeah. the defensive core to get through and, uh, and, and the goaltenders. So we, just we hang still, on. Save all, your, still, save all your lolly stuff till the end of the show, would you? And we, oh, sorry. And we still, have, <laughs> we still have this great tournament that I brought up before that's going to happen anyway. So. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, man, when, when, when Mika came here, I'll just say this real quick. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a good fit here. And this guy has just been uh, lights out. And it's been great to see him grow. And again, you know, we, we go away. But look, I'm, like I said, I'm 50. So I go back to the 70s with the Rangers as a young kid. So um, every every certain patch of uh, of run when, the you know, during the course of the years, you kind of you kind of see certain teams kind of develop, you know, uh, whether it was the, the Herb Brooks's teams in the 80s there. Obviously, Espos team uh, getting to the cup in 79. Then you had uh, Brooks and, and, and the Rangers, you know, just always unfortunately just run into the Islanders. And then, um, you know, the 90s come, and obviously the early 90s with Kissio and, and Johnny O'Grodnick, and they, and they hand the <laughs> baton over to, to Graves and Mess and, and Richter and, and Leachy. Oh, my God. And then you had that whole run. And then, um, you know, the 90s were a little, you know, I mean, um, the early 2000s, you know, kind of figuring out our, our way A little there. lean. Yeah, little lean years. A little lean, all right. You know, Tom <laughs> Rennie, all that stuff. Um, and then, boom, you get uh, Hank Lundquist, and, you know, the rest is history with that group. And then th- there were certain guys, like I said, we've talked about guys, McDonough and, and um, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't believe it. I'm having too many white clothes myself. Um, you know, just the core guys that were playing for Torts and obviously Vigneault uh, getting to the cup finals and everything else. And uh, that, that whole bunch there, too, just kind of t- – I can't believe I'm picturing these guys' faces, and I'm I'm so – Caught up in uh, just Callahan. I'm, I'm, no, I know. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Let's go. I've just, I need I mean, some off. Uh, what a mental block I just went through. It's just <laughs> Girardi. Thank Let's you. Go. Give me more names. Give me more crack. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I was just I could run off like all these team, players from all different decades. I get to that and I'm like, Dah. anyway. Um, so fast forward, uh, Mika and you know uh, Panarin here and and a couple of these young guys are seen on this roster. And but you know Mika's a Ranger, man. He's just. It's just awesome stuff, and Panarin here too. It's just uh, seeing these guys develop into uh, definitely wearing the right jersey and playing for the right crest. So, with that said, let's dive into the um, defense here. Let's start with um, Lindgren and Smith here a little bit, and then uh, we'll talk about Tony D and Foxy before we get to to Truba. Um, Brendan Smith. Ah, I mean, see. Right. You know, he's a, a good filling it forward. I appreciate that he's been able to, you know, again, fill in on defense. But, you know, what does he really bring into the table? He's a he's a placeholder. He was a placeholder. I, as I called him all year, a placeholder. I know everyone thought that uh, Quinn was playing him because he, you know, Quinn thought that Brendan Smith helped the Rangers win games. That's not what was going on. But, you know, he was a placeholder. He's a great again. He's a good guy to have in, in the locker room. He. You know, from reports, he was a guy who's sort of taken Kako under his wing and, and trying to make him feel comfortable on the team. Um, you know, got a young guy coming from a foreign country. And, and I do appreciate that. That's why you have a guy like Brendan Smith on the roster in your organization, because he's been there. He knows um, which guys he's got to put his arm around who may need, you know, a friend in there and, and, and help them get through it. So 
you know, I appreciate what he brought, you know, to the table, you know, off the ice. On the ice, look, he, he is what he is. You know, he's been. You're giving him way too much time, KD. I know. You're going I mean, on and on about Smith. A, this Come is on. what happens when I this is what happens when I drink. All right. Um let's move to Lingren. Okay. Lingren. Um <laughs> <laughs> Lingren, we you know, we mentioned Girardi. Lingren he's a Girardi. He is a Girardi clone, but with in my opinion, more skill. Um and, and I think for me, um he's had a, a B plus season. Um he's out there every night. He, he's got another sort of uh, laceration on his face, another, uh, you know, black eye or whatever it is showing that, you know, he's a true warrior out there. Um, and, uh, I look forward to how, you know, another decade of him, you know, on the Rangers blue line, the way we saw Girardi out there, just laying it out on the line every night, um, bumps and bruises, not missing a game and, and just being a pain, um, in the other, in the opponent's side, um, getting them off their game because he's out there throwing big hits, and you can tell that he 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 gets the opponents off their game, which is nice. Um, so he's a B plus guy and a guy I'm real excited about going forward. Good stuff, Jacob Truba. Um, you know he's had a weird year because I probably expected a lot more from him, but I think he's been put in some tough situations um, where he was you know, lined up with Hayek, which wasn't easy. He did a lot of heavy lifting this year with Hayek. And he was, again, put with Smith here at the end of the year. That's not easy. I mean, he's he's definitely got to not only worry about his position, he's got to worry about making up for mistakes from his um, defensive partner. Unfortunately, him and Shea, I don't really feel as though they clicked. I mean, they were real good friends coming into the season. Um, and you would have hoped that the two of them would have would have turned into a top line pairing. It just it just didn't happen um, for the two of them. And, and uh, you know, Truba did look at times a bit underwhelming. And again, I don't know if that was more for usage um, or just him um, being in a new um, organization, a new game plan, a new defensive scheme. Um, and, uh, you know, we we pointed to rough a lot this year and. And his issues with what he was doing defensively. So it, it's tough to tell with true, but I'm going to give him a, probably a B minus because I, I did expect a little bit more from him. But um, yeah, that's where I'm going to put him. All right, it's 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 a safe grade. It's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's been a steady guy. Am I know? wrong? Like it just feels like he had a, a like just an uneven year. But I don't necessarily necessarily well, you, know if I it think... was completely his fault. Exactly. I think you called it right. And, you know, that's a guy, like I said, he played a, you know, a couple of long seasons there as a young guy with Winnipeg going deep into the playoffs. And he comes to a whole new situation here, and he's, he's playing with a couple, you know, a lot of inexperienced guys and a, and a defensive core that's kind of building itself. They're all young, so it's all right. But I think, you know, Jake Chuba here, I mean, he's here to stay, man. He's not going anywhere. He's going to get better, and they're going to – our defensive core, I don't think, is not going to be an issue here going forward. And the main reason, I guess, is maybe, you know, talking about Adam Fox here. Start with Adam and then uh, and Tony D. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to give both of those young guys an, an A. Uh, Fox just coming out of nowhere. He was, I mean, at the end of the year, I mean, as far as his all-around game, I mean, he was the best defenseman on the team as a rookie. All-around best player. I mean, best defenseman, not just offensively. He was Offensively and defensively, you can count on him night in and night out. I mean, to make the plays out there put up points, 
Um, just phenomenal. Uh, Long Island guy. So, you know, Paulie, you and I could be proud of, of <laughs> what he brought to the table, Strong Island. And, uh, you know, coming from Jericho, when I played for Massapequa Ice Hockey, we used to beat Jericho. So I could I could probably say that I was probably a better hockey player than Fox. But um, <laughs> that's how that works, right? Um, oh, man. <laughs> but, but again, similar to Lingren, I look forward to seeing Fox on the blue line for the next decade or so. Um, and, and, and what he has. I mean, you know, look, you're looking at potentially – you know, the best defensive play we've had since Leach. Um, and that's just high praise, but he deserves it. And, and you hope that um, he continues to progress in his game because he wasn't perfect out there. But if he does, I mean, the Rangers, the Rangers have something special here. Um, and as far as D'Angelo goes, you know, again, another player, as, as I've said, with almost uh, half the, the guys, that more than half that you've said, you know, another guy who's taking his game to the next level. Uh, he was uh, almost a, I don't want to say a throwaway in the step on trade, but a guy you're like, oh, that's nice. But, you know, we got the, the first round pick was the big prize. And, you know, he had the potential. But look, obviously he didn't make it in Tampa. And then they traded him to Arizona, who then traded him to us. So, you know, a young guy, he had a lot of, he already had, it was already a third spot. And you wondered if he was going to live up to his potential. But he really seems to have thrived under Quinn. Um, he's, he's found a spot alongside of stall. Um, and, uh, he's offensively, he, he had, he had some nice chemistry with Panera I mean, Panera had chemistry with everybody this year, but the two of them had, had some, just some of the prettiest goals this season were, were the passes from either D'Angelo or the Panera and vice versa. I mean, just, just fantastic stuff this year. So, and, uh, the Rangers are going to have to make a decision with him similar to Strom, you know, how, are you going to give him a long-term deal? How much are you willing to give him? Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen right now with the cap, everything that's going on with the game. I saw um, uh, maybe the league could potentially be giving teams uh, buyouts, uh, similar to what happened coming out of the lockout a couple of years ago where the Rangers could potentially get some cap relief, um, which could help bring a guy like D'Angelo back and maybe get him a bigger contract than um, they initially were going to uh, hand out. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting to see, but, uh, as far as, and, and look, he needs to work on his defensive game, but you know, he's not out there for, to be a shutdown defenseman. He's out there for his offense. And, uh, you know, uh, if those are your expectations of him, uh, I'm going to give him an A. I agree with you, man. Tony day, 24, Foxy 22. I don't want them going anywhere. I think they're both yeah. going to be just studs here. And then, you know, if you have Truba there. Um, you know, those, those, you, you know, you got three guys right there and you got to fill out, you know, Lindgren, Lindgren's probably going to stick around too. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens, but I mean, you got uh, four solid guys there and then you got to round out your bottom two and, and you go from there or, you know, wherever they mix in. But, um, uh, I love them both. And I think they're just going to be superstars, uh, for this team and in this league. They're just getting started, man. And, you know, with, with progressing as a NHL player, you, you mature and you, you know, you'll find the way. And I think they're uh, just in a great spot. So hopefully they can just kind of keep it together and go from there. I'm going to hold off on Mark Stahl. We're going to save Mark uh, for the end here uh, with Hank, because unfortunately it might be the last time we talk about these two guys on this squad. So let's dip into the goaltending here, the three headed monster all year long. Uh, my boy, Georgie boy, we'll start with Georgiev. And um, you know, I just love the kid. I, I don't know. I don't know. Where you can say anything wrong about uh, you know Georgiev or Shesty uh, at this point, but um, 
you know, you know how I feel about Georgie. Not that he's any better than Shesterkin. Obviously, he's just been uh, around long, a little bit longer. <laughs> in this, they're so they're so young. Um, but um, I mean, we're winners in this whole situation either way. So why don't you just run off your take here on uh, Georgiev and Shesty at the same time here? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously I don't think anybody on this planet is as high as you are on Georgiev, but um, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not as high on him. He's a as safe you driver. Are. I'll tell you this much: um, he's a safe that's right. driver. That's right. I mean, I'm still going to give him a B plus on the season. I thought he had a really good season this year. Um, stepped in um earlier in the year when um you know hank was going through some yeah some struggle i mean not that hank had struggles i, I don't want to say that but uh he, he stepped in when, when the opportunities were there and he played well the, the issues that i had was when quinn was was ready to hand him the starting position it seemed as though he was ready to to say your give take us you know take us as far as you can get us i felt as though when that happened his game sort of faltered a bit. Um, so if I had any criticism of the of him this year, and I, I, I do, I think he had a really great season. You better this watch year. yourself now. What am I going to say? You just <laughs> look, better watch no, yourself. Look, he's a he's a goalie. I, I really didn't expect much from in the organization. I, I didn't. I, I thought he'd be an AHL goaltender, maybe a backup, nothing more. But he's proven he could definitely be a starting goaltender in the NHL. Absolutely on a number of teams. Just not this team, um, because of Shesterkin. Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, Paulie. I don't want to break your heart over there, but um, you know, Shesterkin to me, look, he he deserves an A. I mean, you come up here, you only lose two games, and you're making forty plus saves almost every night. You know, you're you're something special. He's proved it. Were they quality the saves though? I mean, were they high quality? <laughs> they were. You know what? Though he makes the hard saves look easy, and that that's. <laughs> That's what great goaltenders do. But, um, but uh, you know, again, he showed it in the KHL, showed it in the AH, AHL, and now he's showing it in NHL. And, um, so look, B minus, is that what you said? What about you? Uh, C plus. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, he deserves an A. Again, similar to Fox, D'Angelo, Lindgren, um, all the young guys that, that the Rangers have on the current roster and, 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 um, you know, within the organization, he's just a guy who has just a bright future is going to be a huge part of this team going forward. And, and when they do, and I've been saying all year, when they do win a cup in a couple of years, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a huge part of that. All right, man. Look forward to that. As long as he doesn't get into more car accidents. (laughs) Let Georgie drive. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He could be the, uh, he'd be the chauffeur for just Jorkin going forward. All right, so look, here's what we'll do. We'll wind up this show. We've gone a little longer. For anybody out there hanging with us, uh, we appreciate it. This is probably one of the longest shows we've done, but we won't do the coaching staff and, and upper management. Maybe we'll, we'll, save, we'll definitely save it for next week. So, obviously, uh, Mark Stahl and the King, uh, unfortunately, we don't know if we're going to see them again. Uh, if, if not, if anything, in a Rangers jersey, let's put it that way. It's been an interesting season for both of these guys as far as you know them winding down their careers. Uh, with the Rangers, obviously not officially done yet. Uh, Hank, to me, this this whole story this year has just been, it's been very weird to watch him on the bench. Understand with the two young kids, but it's been a long time. I don't know if there's been a time. I can't think back. You know, I, I think of maybe Van Beesbrook and, and, and Richter uh, back then, but, you know, seeing uh, somebody get, you know, uh, 
primarily just pushed out of a spot and then, you know, somebody kind of, you know, taking a spot away from somebody and, and, and just the tenure that Hank's put in here, the kind of guy he is, the class act, the fan favorite, very weird to see him in this situation this year. And he handled it like just an incredible professional. So anybody who dogged him at all during the year, shame on you, man, because Hank is just, he's wall world. He's just a first class athlete and athlete. And we're lucky to have had him here. Uh, New York is lucky too. Uh, this guy could have definitely jumped and run whenever he wanted to, but he's uh, he's a ranger through and through. Uh, and then Mark Stahl, obviously, you know, Mark's just done his time. He, he dealt with the injury. He dealt with the benching. And another guy, too, you know, another guy who just towed the line uh, for all his faults, and, and, and he, he didn't play too bad here in the last couple of weeks. you got to give him that much credit. Uh, but his experience for these young guys that we were just talking about, the reason those guys are getting graded A's and everything like that, is no doubt uh, benefiting from a guy like Mark Stahl on the bench in the locker room, all that experience. Um, and and uh, so he's just a good, solid guy. So, KD, there's my take on, on Mark and, and Hank, and um, incredibly grateful to have been able to watch them as Rangers here in New York. They've just been phenomenal, uh, you know, getting to the finals and everything else and giving it all they can. And like I said, unfortunately, we may not see them again uh, in a Rangers jersey. So take it away, KD, as we wrap up this show. Your take on the King and your boy Stahl. <laughs> yeah, as far as Stahl goes, I mean, you you know where I was earlier in this year. I, I was calling for him to be bought out like midseason, even though that's not possible to have happen. I, I thought he looked old. He didn't deserve to be in there. And he was holding up spots uh, for some of the younger players. But um lo and behold he you know after a couple of games in the press box uh Hayek went down with an injury and he got into sort of a new lease on life and and he turns it around he's been, he's been real solid this year he's been exactly what this team uh needed on the back end just sort of stabilizing force back there and you know we've been saying all year you know the defense needed to be good this year because the offense was so good for this team to be competitive mediocre and and that's what he was he went from being god awful if i'm being honest to you know solid mediocre solid whatever you want to, whatever you'd average um and and that's really all you needed from mark Stahl and and you know him being on, out there with with d'angelo and being that sort of solid presence out there allows d'angelo to do his thing and and look, I, I've said a, a couple of times that um, I would like to see him come back next year as a veteran guy because, you know, we talked about Condre um, earlier and, and they have Lundquist in, in, in the organization and who knows if he'll be um, fighting for a roster spot. If he is, you know, you just don't know with these younger players. Not every defenseman is going to be like an Adam Fox. So, you're going to need a Mark Stahl around, not only to to help these guys as a veteran, um, you know, on the team. And, and look, if he ends up spending most of the year in the press box, so be it. I still think that he's he's a, a great guy to for them to learn from. Um, and and look, if those guys aren't ready, I I think I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I'd be comfortable with Stahl in there again. Um, he's done enough over the last couple of months to prove to me that I, I'd be okay with another year. Um, from him back there. Uh, does Gordon and JD agree with that? I don't know. I mean, are they going to need the cap space, you know, to, to re-sign a Strom and to re-sign a D'Angelo? So maybe they do look to buy him out. Um, or um, does, the, again, the NHL allow these sort of free um, buyouts after what 
has happened this season, similar to what the Rangers were able to do with Brad Richards. Um, so you wonder if that's how it ends up with Mark Stahl. So I, I really love what he did at the end of the year. He's been a phenomenal Ranger. He's, you know, he's literally given his eyesight for this organization. Um, he's, he's gone through all the concussions. If, you know, Paulie, again, you know, we've been around. Uh, we saw, saw Mark Stahl when he first came up. His I couldn't remember his name, though, uh, a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, his, and, and, his, and none of his teammates. <laughs> that's right. His battles with um, Ovechkin um, early in his career were phenomenal. And he, he usually came out on top um, in those battles to show you how good of a player he was back then before, again, the concussions and he lost his vision. So, um, you know, you'd like to see him end uh, his career um, on a high note with the Rangers and, and finish out his his contract. But look, uh, you know, you can't get emotional with these decisions. Um, and, and if Gordon and J.D. feel as though the cap space is more important, then then that's the way they should go. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, 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 I am happy for Stahl with the way that the season ended because it looked like it was going bad for him um, in, in December. And he was really able to turn it around. So that's great. You know, as far as Lundqvist goes, I mean, uh, very, very sort of similar in, in seeing how his his uh, range of career is sort of winding down here. It's just not what we all thought. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, this guy was was, uh, you know, uh, going to have this this great exit, you know, as, as this great all time ranger. And for him to be spending what could potentially be his last moments, his last months months in a ranger uniform sitting on the bench is just a tough tough you know pill i think for a lot of ranger fans to swallow um now look it's it's the situation that presented itself i don't blame quinn for it happening i don't blame gordon or jd or whatever you want to do i mean look a guy like shestorkin came up a guy like georgiev is there um, you know, we all would have liked the circumstance to be a little bit different. Maybe they only had Yorgiev or maybe they only have Chesjorkin and it could have been sort of a backup role where you got him in, but you know, it just, it just played out that way. And it's really is, it's just unfair to him and just that he's done so much for this organization and, and, and put, put this organization on, on its, on his back and brought them back from the abyss of where they were in those eight years of playoffless seasons and just misery that we all went through. And then to bring us to the cup and all, and these uh, three uh, Eastern conference finals and, and every, all the great moments that we've had for him is it's tough, man. It's tough. And if somehow because of the way the season ended with the, with the virus, if this is how his career ends, I mean, it really is. It's almost tragic. Um, if the Rangers have to end up buying him out in yeah, the I mean, offseason. He's, he's still a multimillionaire. It's all right. I, I get it, man. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, you know, and I know you're joking. But, you know, and that's great. You could, yeah, you could look at his bank account to make himself feel better. But, um, I guess. No, as but, an athlete, you know, as a player, yeah, 100% I, mean, I agree and, with you. Know, yes. and, and he, you know, look, the, the Rangers offered him the, the chance to leave. When they were when they wrote the letter, they said, "Look, this is what we're doing. If you don't want to be here, that's okay. We'll, we'll accommodate you, and we'll, we'll get you where you want to go." And he wanted to be here. He wanted to win in New York. He wanted, you know, to be a part of the rebuild and hopefully maybe be a part of what happens after the rebuild. 
um, and didn't want to leave. Similar to David Wright when he was with the Mets and they had that real downtime. He, he stayed. He didn't go. He didn't ask for Stop a trade. Stop bringing up the Mets and, on my hockey hey, show. Hey, hey, let's go. <laughs> I'm trying to bring in all sports. I'm trying to get everybody happy. Think about sports. Um, and, and uh, you know, it worked out for him where the, the Mets had, had gotten to the point where they made the World Series against Kansas City. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm assuming, you know, Longquist was thinking along those along those lines, like let, let's get through the rebuild and maybe in my last two years we'll be contending again. Shostorkin will be my backup and then we'll, we'll, we'll sort of give it to him after I, I you know, retire and, and, and have this great send off. But, you know, it, it doesn't work that way sometimes. I mean, you know, you had um, um, obviously Jockerman and, and with the Rangers having to trade him, it just doesn't always end. Um, the way you want to, Mike Richter had to retire early with all these concussions. That's just not the ending. You know, a guy who was my favorite player, you know, that we wanted for him. He had many more years um, of hockey left in him and, and he had better years and, and should have ended his career, you know, much on a much higher on win lists and, and things like that. But look, it doesn't always work out that way. And uh, it, it is tough to see. Um, I have no idea in what direction the Rangers are going to go in this offseason. I mean, they have these two just young, talented goaltenders. And if you're looking at it from an unemotional standpoint, which I think you have to do, I mean, you got to keep your giving Chess Jorkin around. And and if trading Lundqvist is the way to go, then and, and he allows them to – and he wages no trade, you know – I hope it works out for him, but you know, if, if they need to buy him out there, look, they may need to do it for the good of the franchise. You know, we're fans. It's always about the front of the Jersey, not the back. And, uh, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a tough, tough thing to see him, to see him go, whether it's a buyout or a trade. So, you know, I, 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 like you said, he was such a professional during it though, during, you know, what is a tough situation, the three headed goalie monster, which I just abhorred. I just hated it. Um, but not a single negative word from him. Not nothing about nothing towards Quinn, nothing towards Gordon, nothing towards the organization. Kept his mouth shut, sat on the bench and took it. And uh, that's who he is. And uh, I've, I've earned even more respect. Not that I thought I could, but I earned even more respect for the guy over the last couple of months. Yeah, well said there, KD. I love it, man. Yeah, it's going to be. It's Did I go be... on too much? No, no, no. It, it, for Hank, too much flaw. Too much no, flaw. No, no, no. Hank deserves every every you know sentence you can give him, man. Especially at this point, like I said, it's going to be very weird to see how this thing uh, wraps up because we didn't get to see the rest of this season, and we and we might not get to see the rest of this season, which is just a, a scary thought to think about. But it is reality. But um, anyway, Hank, thank you, and Mark, thank you. And we'll see what happens uh, from here on out. The rest of the squad, though, looking at your your grades here, KD, and and uh, this is all pretty good. Not a lot of negatives. I mean, obviously, Kako is just you know he's dragging the team down. Just you know, just really been a, an anchor on this team this year. <laughs> the only negative. Maybe they should move him. Maybe they should buy him out. <laughs> it's all good. All right, pal. Well, we we thought we weren't going to have much to talk about, and. Uh, uh, we, we, ran, we ran through the whole team, and, and maybe what we'll do next week is we'll uh, we'll look at the top of the staff, and, uh, and you know the uh, we'll, we'll also see uh, if we get any news here, and hopefully it's just all positive stuff for everybody going forward. 
But, uh, you know, as far as the fans here and everybody tuning in, we're going to keep this thing going and we'll we'll find a way and we'll, we'll reach out to you guys too and we'll see what happens. And if we all do have to stay inside, KD, we might as well listen and talk to each other for a little bit and keep it sanity. And I just hope one day I'm not here going, is there anybody out there? <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, no, knock on my outside yeah. pipes three times. <laughs> Look, the idea of, uh, you know, podcasts and, and uh, you know, uh, these type of things is is to distract people from, you know, the regular life and everything, you know, that's going on, the tough times that they're having. And, and now is, is, I think, a time where uh, we need some distractions. Hopefully we could be that for people, uh, Ranger fans, uh, who are looking for, you know, to get their mind off of everything that's going on, whether it's them losing their jobs or a loved one dealing with this virus or whatever it is. Um, and, and we just want to have fun here. Hopefully we can get you laughing a little bit. Um, thinking about the ranges and all the fun, fun moments that we had this year. Um, just, uh, again, to get your mind off things and, and, uh, cause we all need that right now. It's, we're going through a tough time, um, right now, a lot of some harder than others. And, and, you know, look, if we could just put a smile on one or two people's face, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be happy about it. Good stuff, man. So, do we want to wrap this show up with a? Uh, we have to do it, man. KD Rangers man crush. <laughs> you got to give me something. Um, you know, you can you can go on the front lines. Everybody out there taking care of people, whatever you want, KD. But give us give us something. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was gonna say everybody in the in the medical field who's out there just um, you know helping uh, people deal with this virus, who are then you know contracting, you know, getting infected themselves and contracting this virus themselves and and dealing with it anyway. They're, they're dealing with long shifts. Um, they're dealing with, you know, they have families at home and they're isolating themselves from their families. So, um, you know, my man crush goes out to the men and women in the medical field um, who are, are literally putting their lives on the line. You know, some of them um, to to keep us safe, uh, to keep us healthy um, and, and uh, getting us through, you know, a tough period right now. So, uh, kudos to them and um and uh, yeah they deserve uh you know all of our thoughts prayers and and uh you know accolades whatever we want to give them um and 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 we thank you absolutely and we also got to send a shout out uh for me i'd like to thank the uh people still working at white claw to uh <laughs> keep <laughs> katie's gonna need his supply <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's so right. i mean you know it's funny but it's not funny but man, are they going to have to keep up with alcohol demand here as we go further and further with this thing? <laughs> man. I, I tweeted out before, and I had to wrestle somebody for the twelve pack I've been drinking tonight, and it was the last one. We both eyed it, you know, and then we eyed each other, and forget it. Oh man! Look, everybody, hang in there, stay grounded, and just keep talking and keep listening. And everybody's listening to this episode, and, and who does listen to it, hit us up on Twitter at Go Rangers Radio. Let's keep the conversation going during the week. We'll come back here next week, and uh, we'll continue to have some more fun. Give us some ideas. Tell us if you guys want to talk about some stuff, some Rangers memories, and um, maybe beyond next week or two, if this thing goes further, KD, maybe we will have some fun and get some fans involved in the show. What the heck? We got nothing. To, there's nothing else going on. But uh, anyway, we'll throw it all out there. But we will say goodnight. This is our longest. This is our official longest show of the season. Go figure. And there ain't no hockey going on. There we go. There but, you uh, go. Yeah. Bravo. And and one piece of advice, everybody out there. Let me give some advice about everyone. Don't hoard the toilet paper, right? It's too late. Just one, one, one pack 
and go. We all need our toilet paper. I'm getting sick of using this construction paper down there. I'm chafing. I'm chafing. I don't need that thought before I go to bed here, buddy. <laughs> KD, love you, man. Say goodbye to the folks. Bye, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much, especially for this long one and for coming back with no hockey and listening to Go Rangers Radio. And I'll still say it even though they're not playing. As always, let's go Rangers!